Time now for the morning line here on KMA. The harvest season is well underway in KMA land, but how are dry conditions impacting the crops? And did the moisture we had last week uh, help them any? And with us on the line this morning with answers to those questions and others is Iowa Agriculture Secretary Mike Nick. Good morning to you, Mike. Uh, Good morning. Good to have you with us, sir. And uh, first of all, we did have some precipitation across the state last week. How did that impact uh, not only the crops, but the harvest in general? You know, at this point, uh, I, what I keep saying is, boy, that rain is so needed from a from a drought standpoint. We need to restore the soil moisture. But unfortunately, what happens during harvest is it, uh, it, it causes us to park the combine. So I know that, that folks have been having to dodge some raindrops here throughout the fall. But by and large, as we look across the state, we look at harvest progress, uh, we're, we're, doing, we're doing reasonably well. And we're, we're pretty much on uh, target in terms of, uh, you know, normal pace. Uh, you know, so we're, we're approaching 95% of the soybeans harvested in the state of Iowa. Uh, we're, we're over three quarters of the corn crop is now in the bin. And so there's, there's still quite a bit of work to do. But I tell you what, if you look at the 10-day the forecast, temperatures going to come back up. I think we're going to get a great run at putting uh, the finishing touches on this this year's harvest. Now, as far as the harvest projections are concerned, as far as yields are concerned, uh, I know that you were optimistic about having a good harvest and having good yields for this particular year. Are you still optimistic about the outcome of the harvest? I I really am. You know, from the last time you and I would have talked, uh, I'm only more uh, optimistic about that, and, and the evidence has been there that, you know, aside from the the very, very intense drought areas, you know, again, we're talking northeast Iowa had some D4 drought. Uh, there was a pocket in southeast Iowa that had, uh, you know, intense, intense drought, and uh, those areas were seeing some pretty significant yield reduction. But if you look across the uh, wide, wide sections of the state, what I continue to hear is, uh, you know, better than expected yields. In fact, corn yields looking very good. Beans, you know, perhaps you could say they're, they're more like average. USDA numbers, they actually took uh, our corn yield and our bean yield down just slightly. So we're still, you know, you're still in the top five uh, largest crops that the state of Iowa has had. Um, you know, it's off of our highs from two years ago, but really a solid crop, all things considered, especially given the fact that we were just we were struggling with drought at everybody was struggling with dry conditions at some time during the, the last growing season. Regarding the uh, drought conditions, was the rain and snow we had in the state last week enough to give even the slightest re- relief in the drought conditions the state is suffering right now? Yeah, actually, that's interesting statistic that we October was the first month that we had above normal precipitation in the state uh, after eight months of being below average. So, I mean, that, that's a trend that we hope to see. I, I'm, I'm probably going to be the only person that's hoping for more, more snow than usual uh, this year. But, you know, the fact is we really do need to restore that, that soil moisture. And the trend in October was, was good, and it was what we were expecting it to do, which is as El Nino kicks in, uh, that we will see that, that more precipitation chances. So, you know, we've got a long ways to go to restore uh, basically three years of, of consistent dry conditions. Uh, but as we arrive at next spring, uh, we, we sure hope that we've restored the moisture to the soil profile. Now, it doesn't do you any good from a crop standpoint uh, this year. It only hinders harvest. But for our 
beef producers, it does cause that grass to green up again. You know, we, we all had to start mowing the lawn again at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, that's the same, uh, you know, impact on our, our pastures and, and uh, rangeland, you know, is that folks uh, once again are seeing some grass grow, cover crops are growing. Uh, those are all good things, and we needed moisture to make that happen. Looking ahead to next spring, how big of a concern is the topsoil and subsoil moisture situation, uh, as we, especially if we head into winter? And keeping in mind, we want some precipitation during the winter months. Yeah, you know, it's it's critically important. Uh, uh, you know, the last couple of years, actually, I think we've survived largely throughout the growing season because we did have. Uh, moisture in that profile. You know, you can roughly say, and it depends across the state, but, you know, the state climatologist would tell me that you're, you're, you're able to hold with, the, you know, 10 to 11 inches of, of precipitation in that soil profile. So just think that's what you've got to have to restore that. Um, and, and then you're holding that moisture for the crop. And even as you get into the summer months, you're still able to tap that, that moisture. So you know, it's critically important. If we start the year dry and then we have dry conditions, you just don't have the ability to withstand that. So, uh, you know, again, I know you and I have talked about, too, the value of a timely rain. Uh, you can be awfully dry and you can be below average, but if you get the rain at the right time, that makes all the difference for that crop. We're talking with Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nag on the morning line this morning. Well, besides the drought conditions, there is another concern in the agriculture field uh, as we head into the winter, uh, highly pathogenic avian flu. Talk about what this virus is and how it threatens bird flocks in this state. Yes, unfortunately, we are once again dealing with that. That would make, uh, you know, we, we with the most recent outbreak actually started the spring of 22. We saw a reoccurrence in the fall of 22 a reoccurrence in the spring of 23, and now once again in the fall of 23. And, and, and the reason I'm talking about spring and fall is that we know that high-path avian influenza is carried in the wild bird population. So think of it as those birds are migrating north and migrating south, and you're certainly starting to see that uh, in the sky. Uh, they are once again carrying, they're, they're like a reservoir for virus uh, that mm-hmm. can be then dropped along the way, literally, and it, it is very, very infective and, and uh, devastating to domestic birds. So, again, you're talking backyard chickens. Uh, you're talking, you know, egg production, turkey production, uh, broiler production. You know, anytime that you get uh, an infection in one of those sites, it's, it's devastating. Those birds, they don't just get sick and get over it. Uh, unfortunately, it's very, very devastating. And, and those birds uh, have to be euthanized or they will die because of the virus. So it's, it's very devastating. We've got uh, four cases now that we've detected and, and announced in the state of Iowa. Unfortunately, don't be surprised if we see a few more cases here as we get through the fall. What uh, should producers look for with the avian flu, with this uh, form HPAF? What are some of the signs that your flock may be uh, contagious with it? That's a great question. So, And I would encourage folks, if you have any questions at all, you want more information, go to our website, iowaagriculture.gov. There's a phone number there that you can actually call and talk to somebody in our animal industry team, uh, but that does list symptoms. And, you know, think of it, it's just like influenza that you and I might contract. You know, uh, the birds go off feed. They aren't consuming as much water. They may not be laying as many eggs. They may just look lethargic. Uh, you know, it's, it's really uh, all the types of things that we you might expect, uh, but there is a longer list of symptoms that you can look for. We would really ask folks, again, whether you've got backyard uh, chickens or you're a commercial producer, 
you've got to be vigilant looking for that. We, the earlier that we can detect uh, high path, uh, the sooner we can act and the better chance we have of containing it right where it is. Now you said there's been four cases uh, determined so far. Uh, where are those cases located and how big of a threat is southwest Iowa right now uh, to, with this avian flu virus? Yeah, you know, you've got to think about, you know, traditionally it's where are those commercial production grow-out areas and and Storm Lake area, you know, from a turkey production standpoint, northwest Iowa, some parts of north-central Iowa for egg production. There's a grow-out area for turkey in in, uh, central and southeastern Iowa. Those are the the primary areas of concern from a commercial standpoint, but really uh, anywhere in the state could be at risk or is threatened by this because, again, you just think about wherever you see migratory birds, uh, you've got a risk that they're carrying the virus. And so really it's, it's just anywhere and anybody at this point could be, uh, uh, could be unfortunately subjected to this. So we just ask for vigilance for everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just try to get through this. And, and again, we're, we're working hard to contain it where it is. And that's, uh, that's one of the best things, most important things that we can do and find it early. Again, if they have any questions about this, uh, about the, the avian flu, uh, where do they go? Best thing to do, uh, go to our website, iowaagriculture.gov. There's a there's a, a sick bird line, actually, and it, call that number. Uh, you know, talk it through with one of our veterinarians. We may want to take some samples. We may not need to. It's just better to talk that out. Call your veterinarian. Ask the question. <clears throat> better to ask and find out there's no issue. Uh, than to uh, sit there and have a, have an issue develop. Uh, it, again, it just gets more difficult to deal with the longer you wait. Mike, thank you very much for being with us again this morning. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Always good to talk. You bet. That's Iowa Agriculture Secretary Mike Nag on the morning line on KMA.